it. Okay. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Tarts and Crafts. Welcome, welcome. We have a special interview for you today. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm very excited for people to hear this. It felt like we just spent a lovely afternoon with someone and now other people are going to hang know, out know with about us. It. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, going to be like, hey, they hang out with cool people. Um, and I, oh, you guys can't see it, but this interview took place in literally a witch's cabin. It was... There was, uh, okay, just quickly, a cabinet, a glass cabinet full of jars, all different kinds of sizes of jars and bottles and things. Um, different uh, fake plastic crows. Oh, um, and paintings of crows paintings as well. Paintings of crows, um, gothic art, um, a, a, a mannequin of a witch. Um, um, a literal crystal ball, I crystal, believe. There was two. Two. Two crystal balls. Because so, we know, you know what, often you're listening to podcasts and you're thinking, but what the fuck does it look like in there? So. Yeah, are they in some cold studio? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say bad joke. <laughs> Cut that out. Okay. But it was very lovely, and, um, and despite how goth we just made it sound, very bright, light, and it felt airy and it, I don't think it would have felt scary for someone who's put off by witchcraft her house. Not at all. I would have been comfortable there as a seance. I would have been there comfortable for tea. So I think that's I think that's how we, we, we gauge it. Yes. A lot of natural light. I liked it. Big bookshelves. Lots of books. And Just uh, describing a room. Yeah. <laughs> and Everyone's like, fuck this. There's no and, interview. <laughs> and the woman in the room, Monica Badirsky, I believe is how it's pronounced. And she runs, uh, well, we're going to talk all about it, but she runs a witch fest. She is the first, wit- like, full-blown witch that we've interviewed, I believe. Yes. And it's crazy that it took us like, this witch long. witch by profession. Witch. And by lifestyle. By profession, lifestyle, uh, self-identification, uh, in every way, shape, and form, and was very open about it, but also... Uh, you, you'll hear all this, but I loved how respectful she was of the guests we have who are like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And one yeah. of those people is me, who is like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm always, oh, I don't know. I'm the resident, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and you felt respected by this person. Oh, my God. I felt in awe of this person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, if she started a cult, I would think I'd be in it. Which I, I think we've also said about Riz. I know. We, <laughs> we, we're we now obsessed with two different spiritual advisory type If people. we're going to be honest, this podcast was just us trying to find a leader. And <laughs> I think we found several. And we found a few contenders. So Definitely. the next show, so I we guess we'll do a reality to. show wherein we find like, the best cult leader. What if we join leader. a cult? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun times. I'm excited. Okay. Well, let's just let them listen. Yeah. Listen. 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 to help us out it <laughs> one day one day more <laughs> all right so i guess let's just dive into this you want to do an intro yeah okay um well welcome to tarts and craft well we're gonna do that later yes but still welcome welcome, welcome to, welcome tar- to tarts and to craft. our lovely guest welcome to tarts and craft thank yeah. you very much it's a pleasure to be here uh, would you like to introduce yourself i would <laughs> that might be nice okay my name is monica bodierski uh, i live in toronto i'm an artist i'm an educator i'm a seer i'm an advisor an author and a witch oh wow i was so excited for this interview oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh because we've 
we've we've had lovely guests on our podcast before. We've had um, we've had tarot card readers. We've had smudging experts. We've had lots of lovely humans. But I think this is the first time we have. A witch. Someone who said, because that's always our first question is, do you call yourself a witch? Do you identify that way? Do you identify as a witch? Why or why not? And a lot of people, I don't know if you can speak to this, a lot of people are hesitant to use the term witch uh, referring to themselves. It seems like kind of a, something people feel a little weird about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, and I can understand that given the history of witch hunts and uh, people using that term. What do you mean? I know, right? (laughs) We've never heard of this. Um, And the way people use the word often Mm -hmm. to describe a woman instead of using uh, bitch, they'll say witch. And, you know, so some folks are like, oh, I'm not that nasty hag type, whatever you're thinking witch is. Mm -hmm. I think... The reason um, I'm good with using that term is because I want to reclaim it, as many do, to say that, no, actually, if we use this word, we can make it a good thing, Mm -hmm. and we can show people that we're practitioners, that some of us are solitary, we have different practices, we are not necessarily Wiccan, we are not necessarily pagan. Uh, There's so many types of witchcraft and witches that it's a really nice broad range of um, inclusivity which is really important to me and um, I'm, I'm fine to say which and uh, then watch people's expressions and <laughs> you <laughs> well, know, then explain it. what it is mm-hmm. and I found that most people are, are fine with that yeah and actually ask me what that means um, and they realize it, to a certain extent it can be very political and a feminist term of reclaiming women's power mm-hmm. and right to call ourselves whatever the heck we want, <laughs> and which is one of those. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think especially that's why, and we've said it before on the podcast, but that's why we're living in such an interesting time right now. And we're in 2019 for, for those of um, you who are going to find this podcast decades decades into the future after the apocalypse. In the up. rubble. In the rubble. <laughs> like, why has this one thing survived? <laughs> that's weird. But um, yeah, it, it, I think it's an interesting time where um, that stigma, at least on, on the other side of things, because of certain things that are happening in the media, this sort of gross crap, um, it's we're in this new welcoming era of what is well if i want to reclaim this word that i keep hearing in the news how do i go about doing that what is this movement that i know very little about and it does uh we talk a lot about how it seems like the systems that have been in place uh, that are commonly accepted either religious or political are failing us so it feels like right now a lot of specifically women and queer people seem to be going I want to be spiritual. I want something to identify with, but whatever I was raised with doesn't feel like the right thing. Yes. And right. they're seeking out something that feels a little a little more groovy, a little more <laughs> uh, malleable. Oh, definitely. Malleable is a really good word. Uh, witchcraft is what you want it to be. Right. And I don't stand in judgment of anyone who calls themselves a witch and get up and say, oh, well, you're not really a witch because... That is the beauty, I think, of it. Uh, It is extremely freeing and, you know, whatever practice you want to follow and for whatever reason you're calling yourself one, welcome. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) So how long have you been practicing witchcraft? Um, Practicing witchcraft uh, probably since I was uh, a child. Oh, okay. Um, 
but not recognizing it as that right mm. until I started to read about things um, because of my age I read a lot of books in the 70s about uh, ESP and uh, the Ouija board was a toy then. Yeah. <laughs> I got one for Christmas. Oh, um, I need a, we need a whole episode right? about that. I have a lot to say. Oh, yeah. divination. So I was very interested in, <laughs> in mysticism. Um, I always had uh, what I would call visions, um, dreams. Uh, I found my family was very clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient. We'll just go through all the clairs and change <laughs> our name to Claire. <laughs> And um, so it was normal for us. I'm a first generation Canadian and my parents um, and family didn't refer to themselves as witches in, in Europe. That would have been probably not the best idea. No, so the advised. terminology has changed. And like a lot of people, I think, who grew up with some form of the craft in their family or these kind of gifts, you just think it's normal because you don't know as a kid you have no gauge for comparing until you tell your friends and they go uh, that's weird yeah. then you realize you reel it in a little and you kind of follow the path but ever since i was very small i used tarot cards from when i was about 10 or 11. Um, wow. i would pick up pebbles um, a light colored one dark colored and a gray color without anyone telling me when I was about six or seven and just throw them for yes or no answers oh, that's so, so cool. you know sometimes that's just in your blood and it doesn't need to be I think anybody who studies I mean there are very academic witches out there who go at this very differently um, I think anybody can practice witchcraft it doesn't need to be part of your family but yes I've been doing it since I was a kid okay. and tell us a little bit about because you mentioned there's so many ways to be a witch what does your practice look like? What does my practice look like? It looks first and foremost, I think, uh, as reverence and connection with the elements in nature. Um, earth, yes, air, fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. Um, I'm very, very much part of the environment and uh, nature. Uh, even within the city, uh, you carve out that space. You don't have to leave. And also ancestral worship or veneration. I think worship is not exactly the most accurate word to use. I think veneration in just honoring your ancestors and realizing you would not be here without them. Those spirits have a vested interest, I think, in, in helping you out. Um, there is at times it's a bit more secular. At times it is a bit more um, involving deity, um, spirit guides. And uh, just a lot of gratitude. If I had to describe it, I'd say a great deal of centering, um, gratitude, and being uh, part of your environment. Wow. Oh, I love that. What a great answer. Because I, I, I got excited because we had just, in our past episode, learned about um, different kinds of witches and things. And I and I love, um, I just bought a book on green witches, green witchcraft. I just, my, my brain just died. Um, <laughs> and it took until yesterday for amazon to get it to me which oh, is wow. upsetting that's very upsetting which i'll, which I'll, I'll, I'll spend a whole other episode on i, I swear <laughs> we're gonna put a hex on <laughs> a hex. see now i do good do god spells. I, I do spell casting too by the way <laughs> you do so that was that was going to be another question i asked you i figured you were leaning into that oh we're getting we're getting there we're gonna be we're gonna be flushing out all these all these fun things so spell casting yes what is what is your because based on what we've learned about spellcasting there's lots of different methods there's lots of different um ways to go about it and it's all very personalized so how do you go about spellcasting what kind of spells do you usually gravitate towards we'll start there <laughs> for sure i think i i'd like to qualify that uh 
part of my practice, apart from being familial, which I mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, because I have uh, family members who've always been advisors and had these gifts and always utilized them along with herbalism, it is also um, a folk magic practice, mm -hmm. which is one more of practicality. I've had a lot of generations of people who've had to survive a lot of very difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm. And as such, you tend to hone your ability to um, use practical magic. Right. So when you're not well, you would cast a spell and use certain herbs uh, to get better. But because of animism, you're recognizing that the herbs also have spirit and energy. So this might differentiate you from someone who just knows the chemical composition of that herb. Within my practice, there's also a spirit energy to connect with. So it's not just a chemical herbal reaction. So hmm. I might cast a spell for health. I might cast one if, um, you know, money gets a little tight. You, you right. cast a little mm -hmm. prosperity abundance spell. Um, sometimes uh, just for gratitude, uh, just to honor ancestors. Those tend to be more in the category of ritual. But there is certain spell casting going on with that too. Um, maybe a protection that might occur from asking your ancestors to watch out for you if you're feeling unsafe about something. So I would say rather than just what people refer to as a strictly a ceremonial practice, uh, connecting with the cosmos and the higher energies um, and seeking that kind of uh, ultimate awareness, there is part of that, but it tends towards very practical magic. And when you focus your intent and your energy, things manifest. Just to qualify me, uh, perhaps, or differentiate me from, uh, say, a hippie who just really likes the environment. <laughs> the hey, nothing wrong with that. Which we also love like hippies. Also? Hippies Show. who cast spells, okay? So, you know, uh, just it's focusing of your intent and knowing that you can alter your reality. Wow. So, would you... Um... Do you cast spells daily? Does it is it more kind of a situational kind of thing? It's more situational, right? Absolutely. I think the the daily practices are more gratitude, understanding where you are, recognizing, uh, you know, doing land acknowledgement for me is very important. Recognizing we are standing on indigenous territory, and uh, really connecting. Even as settler culture, I tend to be very much into decolonizing. Uh, thought and uh, breaking down those barriers because I think that's absolutely necessary for um, you know inclusivity and diversity not just to pay lip service to it so part of my practice is very much to connect to the environment recognize the land and the uh, inherent spirits within the land thank my ancestors there's a lot of gratitude so spell casting just comes up when necessary right and I think that's an important distinction because most people, they go witch equals spell casting and that's kind of all they know. Right. And that's all she wrote. And mm -hmm. some witches don't cast spells. Good to know. Nice. Oh, nice. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> not into it. They're very much into deity and ritual and they're not really into spell casting. Huh. There's so many of us and we are so different. <laughs> no, it's, well, it's wonderful. And, I, and I, I like that kind of thing you said earlier about this this inherent, um, this, this welcoming atmosphere of just like, well, you can't call yourself a witch because you're not witch enough or you're a different kind of witch. So I, I think, I think many different movements could, could learn from that. 
Yes. Yeah. And just, yeah, just to move our eyes around. Yes. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. All of them. You, you know what you 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 know. You know. Wink. Um. So the way that we found out about you was through I had a little event pop up on my Facebook feed oh, yes. for Witchfest North, and I sent it to Rachel, and we got very excited. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the fest. How did it get started? How long has it been going on? And what might a person do there? Oh my. Okay. Okay. I'll try to keep this brief because I don't want anyone listening to actually nod off. So, no, no. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hop in and out. Don't you worry. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll oh my. It's, it's a big one. Um, the festival started uh, a couple of years ago. We're going into our third year. Oh, nice. And it is a different kind of an arts and culture festival that is not only featuring the talents of people who may uh, call themselves witches, but we also have witches, Wiccans, pagans, uh, African tradition, religion, root workers, a lot of what I guess people would refer to as alternative spirituality to the mainstream. Wow. And uh, it's many different venues all throughout the month. And um, it covers vending, arts and crafts. Uh, It is an arts and culture festival. So we have the Witches Ball with a lot of interesting entertainment. Uh, and diviners in the front room and vendors. We have the Sisters of Midnight, which is uh, sort of a midnight market, starting at 6 p.m. and going until midnight. Oh, I and, want to go to um, yes. it's going to be quite spectacular. I, uh, you know, our opening party is a bit of a street fest at Wonderworks, a retail location at College in Palmerston. We'll have a DJ. We have food there, retail. Uh, you get to come out and talk to us about the events and pick up a brochure. Oh my gosh, there's a, a wonderful art gallery um, exhibition at Beaver Hall Art Gallery for the week on a transformation uh, within the realm of witchcraft. So these are different interpretations, I suppose, of how people see themselves in the practice uh, through the arts. And it's also a bit of an incubator in that because they're separate events, and right now this is not funded, I'm just trying to rent a few places and get volunteers. Right. Um, people who really want to take one of those events under their wing, I'm uh, mentoring them, showing them how to organize an event, wow. and then they are taking over that event, they are investing in it, and hopefully they make money from it, not just work for free. Uh, and my only... Um, ask for that is that people keep it within the month of October during Witchfest. So you just keep running it because I want it to be a large community collaborative project. This isn't about me trying to, um, you know, get in the spotlight. As a matter of fact, I keep telling people part of the reason I made this whole festival was so I could just attend some of these things (laughs) and have a table at one or two of them. So there's workshops about different witch uh, practices, Um, And some of the events, a lot of them are free. Uh, Some are pay what you can. Uh, There's just such a range of practitioners. We have the first BIPOC event, uh, Black Indigenous and People of Color, called the Spirit of Color, which is a collaboration between myself and the Reverend Terry Brookins. She, uh, She identifies as a witch and Wiccan and root worker. She's an incredible woman with a business called Beau Magique. And uh, she wants to uh, enter into a discussion about uh, the differences of approaching magic and identification, I guess, uh, as a witch, 
within uh, the BIPOC community. Mm-hmm. So we're holding that at the Native Canadian Centre of Toronto. Oh, and that's wonderful. I'm, I'm really happy about uh, the type of um, diversity we're getting so that we truly are being inclusive with people's interests. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a little bit. I'm sure I left out stuff, but feel free. How could anyone have <laughs> nodded off during that? That yeah, was enigmatic. Every moment I was like, fuck, I want to go to that yeah, one. I was like, no to self. Yeah, I'm uh, glad the you whole t- I was going to say, I, I wanted to look at the calendar the whole time being like, I have to put, start putting these in my calendar. Yeah, I've got to oh. clear the month of October. All of it. All myself. of it. Let's yeah, just let's quit busy. our jobs for the month of October <laughs> and just do witch stuff. I really like hearing uh, how much... Uh, reverence there is going to there is for indigenous communities and particularly that you're having these this BIPOC event because that's one thing I always want to be cognizant of when I'm going into a witchcraft practice is like I don't want to appropriate anyone's practice Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes people are very fascinated because these ancient cultures have these beautiful images and and they don't really look at the backstory they just go I'll I'll take that I'll take that and I think it's very important to know where everything came from Mm -hmm. I think so and you know I think an interesting point is that there is kind of a political aspect to some people's spiritual practice and then there is just spiritual practice Mm -hmm. so um I'm definitely uh, very cognizant of appropriation and uh, people who possess white privilege who feel that they can just uh, pick and choose whatever they want right. and purchase that because mm-hmm. they have that, uh, that leverage or advantage. But I always encourage people to look at their practice. Um, I do mentor a group of women and I encourage everyone to look at their own heritage and their own roots. Uh, if they knew where their own people came from, we are settler culture unless you're indigenous. Right. Okay? And as settler culture, we need to understand that we uh, did not originate on this land. So what practices did your, your family um, practice pre-Christianization or before they converted to any major religion? Mm-hmm. What, what was their connection to the land? What plants did they use? What deities? Um, I think that's really important. And then, in a way, you're disconnecting, but then reconnecting with this awareness to the land and uh, the indigenous sovereignty here. You're recognizing that you're settler culture, but you're also respecting your own roots. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, I think just naturally you're going to start paying attention to what you're picking and choosing and understand that, well, maybe spiritually it is for me. You know, I'm not going to dictate anyone's ethics. Mm-hmm. You know, you might say smudging is fine for you. I'm not going to walk in and say, hey, you can't do that. Right. that that's not right. And I'm not here to do that. Um, but maybe if you have a little education or you've uh, got critical thinking skills here, you're going to look at it and go, nah, what? maybe yeah. my folks didn't use that. Maybe I'd like to try an herb like mugwort or something they may have used right. and see how that works for me. So there's a certain awareness there, and it doesn't necessarily need to be political. Um, you know, if you have spirits, I really believe this, come to you who are outside of your culture, and you connect with those spirits, you connect with them. Mm-hmm. No one has the right to tell you you're not connecting with them, right. okay? That's a different thing altogether. I just wanted to make that distinction yeah. because yeah. it's a discussion that comes up fairly frequently with me, especially mentoring people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. I want to hear more about that. I really like... What you um, what you mentioned about um, researching your own ancestors and finding out where you came from and how that kind of 
relates to your practice. Ooh, if I have a if I have a witchcraft Hanukkah party, will you come? Yes. Cool. Absolutely. Cool. Putting that on my calendar. I'm gonna do a witchcraft Hanukkah party. Get ready, guys. <laughs> you know, I do have friends who identify as Jewish. Sorry, I was drinking water. What? <laughs> Excuse me, what? Oh, That's been only, an ongoing joke in our podcast. If only <laughs> we could have spit takes on. I was going to say, I was spat directly into my microphone. Hold on. We're just going to take a slight tangent. What? <laughs> Are there Jewish witches? Yes, they, they identify as Jew-witch. Why was this not immediately obvious to me? I mean, we've, we've talked about, because um, part of what I know is there's a lot of Kabbalist practices. And- yes. Jewish practice that are that are uh, quite mystical, but oh, well, Jew you know, witch. see, a lot of people go at that, and when I mention ceremonial magic, a lot of this is uh, Judeo-Christian roots, right? Exactly. So, yeah, the Kabbalah would be part of that. Uh, so, and there are some people who, you know, that's that's not my group, but some people will say they're Christian witches. Mm. Uh, you know, certainly there are people who are uh, of all the major religions, Muslim people who identify as witch. And I think what we're seeing is people not necessarily seeing them as so dramatically different that they can't integrate, which is really great. I think you should be able to call yourself whatever you like, and you should practice whatever you like in whatever capacity. I don't think one excludes the other by any means. Right, which which of course makes makes sense, because at the end of the day, witchcraft is a spiritual practice that you can integrate into any other sort of... Like religious structure, if you so desire. Um, I really like that. I think I had a point before, but I forget it. Yeah. Well, now I'm just planning this witchcraft Hanukkah. I was party gonna say all head. I think about now is like <laughs> there's gonna be a menorah. There's already candles involved. Like there's so many ways we can do this. Yeah. Or a new take on yarmulkes. Oh my god. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. If we had. Oh my. I'm getting genuinely like titillated by this news. Oh, why have I not thought of this before? My God. Okay. Keep it. We're gonna put a pin in that witchcraft Hanukkah party coming at you in December. <laughs> but um, you said you mentor a group of women. Yes. Is that in kind of teaching the basics of witchcraft, or are they already kind of witches and you're guiding yeah, their practice? Yeah. It, what, what it is a coven, like? and it is a, a, a learning. Um, I'm glad coven. you said coven. I didn't want to say coven. Just oh no, you're allowed to say coven. Yay! Um, <laughs> and it, coven. It is a, a weekly kind of a gathering, um, and it is it is about teaching and learning and sharing. Mm-hmm. So people know, basically, I'm sharing a lot of my experience, but they are finding their own path. Nice. And I insist on them finding their own path, which really ticks some people off and they will leave because they prefer a more prescriptive, this is how you open a ritual, this is how you close it, or Mm. else things will go wrong. And I'm not that person. (laughs) (laughs) I say, you have to look inside and if you don't feel the need to create the circle or open a ritual a certain way, don't. So we talk about different aspects and how we uh, center ourselves and how we identify ourselves within this context and take it from there. What are your interests? Maybe you have a gift for crystals. I don't know. You can really pick up on the energy of them and you want to specialize in that or focus on that. Um, And you call yourself a crystal witch or an earth witch, you know. We don't spend a lot of time with labels <laughs> because fair. Uh, every time there's a new label that crops up, there's something that won't fit. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's yeah. not necessary. Um, if people wish to label themselves, that's fine. We do by saying we're witches. Mm. But as I said, that's such a broad term. So we talk about everything. We talk about 
um, spirits, we talk about places and energy, how do we focus our energy and intent, um, we follow moon phases, what effect does that have on us, uh, we talk about deity, spirit guides, the environment, the elements, basically everything. Wow. And they are me um, offering a story or an anecdote. I also uh, put in some academic resources for people if they would like, because I think it's important to have a balance of the two. Mm. And, um, you know, beyond personal gnosis, there is a lot to learn academically. And uh, we, we just have those discussions and people start to find their voices. And it's just, it's just a wonderful thing. Oh, I love that. And I, that's so interesting that you say that, because I, I find as someone who is coming into witchcraft as a very new and I've never kind of experienced any of this before this podcast other than like I like witchy things um (laughs) I keep butting heads with that I keep looking for because witchcraft is so large and it's such a huge word and it encompasses so many different things I keep looking for something to tell me particularly how to start or how to enter in Mm -hmm. or how to just how to do this and it's it's very hard to find because I think you know in, in a way that's a good thing because it, it leaves room for that kind of personalized touch. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. There are a lot of um, people have done a lot of research. People are getting PhDs in feminism and witchcraft yes. on the environment. And I think that's a wonderful thing uh, because it provides um, an ongoing study and academic record mm-hmm. that you may find easier to access. Uh, as well as personal gnosis. And by that, I mean, you, you can find so many books on how to be a witch. Right. But as long as you understand that is in the context from that one person's practice. Right. So I suggest to people that they read as much as they can get their hands on. Read everything from the most basic beginner uh, book, 101, uh-huh. right through to maybe some drier academic um, essays on the history of witchcraft and uh you know, and gender and how this came about. It was a very socio-political thing for the most part. Right. Um, so, and and in my opinion, blatant misogyny, but we won't go there. Right <laughs> oh, 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 did we, I just we've gone, that in? We've there's gone no way to talk about witchcraft without talking without about blatant sort of misogyny. Bringing oh, that it's in. so true. Yeah. We've, ta- right. we've, we've touched on it in this podcast, oh, and we will again. Given any microphone, I will say that word. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> somewhere it. in the convo. Um, so I, I would just suggest too that if you're interested, um, you know, certainly talk to people, come out to Witchfest uh, North because it's a community. And in me trying to create a community, um, I hope that people will start to meet one another and start to talk and start to share resources and understand that even though we're all on individual paths, we can all support and help one another mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. There is a weekly Witching Wednesday that's going to take place at Wonder Works for the month of October. Normally, this is kind of our coven practice to do that, but we're opening it up at Wonder Works uh, every Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m. Cool. And uh, it's a drop-in for people who are witch curious. <laughs> oh. oh shit, we should go. That's to that. exactly. We should. Re- that's where like we're at. that's yeah. our like slogan. Witch curious. <laughs> witch curious. <laughs> that's honestly our entire thing. That's, that's our. Why that's exists. our brand. That yeah. is our brand. Um, Goodness. A question is occurring to me as we're talking that I don't even know if there's an answer to, but we mentioned earlier. Okay, it's a very broad term, witchcraft, but you also differentiated between just a hippie who loves nature. So where does that distinction lie? Where do I go, okay, 
now I'm a witch as opposed to I just love the earth and some witchy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, again, you know, not to keep throwing it at people's individual responsibility, but it kind of is. If you never want to identify as a witch, that's perfectly fine. You know, um, you, you could be, you know, zapping people with all sorts of spells and say, yeah, but I'm not a witch. I'm just a hippie. That's okay. <laughs> I think generally speaking, um, in very, again, in very broad terms, if, if you were to say, what's that line for me? It would be the difference between really understanding energy and connecting with that and knowing that you can affect change in your physical environment through your intent and through ritual and through focus. Right. Uh, if you don't really feel that's true for you, you might be a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or any one of a million other, you know, tree hugger, earth lover, it doesn't matter. You know, you might just be environmentally conscious. You might not want to. You might be a hippie. Yeah. If, exactly. New bumper stickers mm-hmm. and a new show. Whole new stand-up act. Right? We've also heard Lightworker. I spoke with someone who said they didn't want to do the podcast because they don't, they don't identify with the term witch. They said I identify with the term lightworker. Right. And like, and I was, yeah. I was like, what's the diff? What's the diff? Like, oh, but yeah. you know, there, there does seem to be yeah. that personal choice to, to choose another label for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. There is. And you know, I can't expect everyone just to, you know, go headlong into the beast like I do and say, which <laughs> the beast, we do. Uh, you know, not <laughs> like being, it. not being we the like horned it. one, the beast in this case being, you know, ignorance and fear. Okay, that, good. I wanted Should, to say no, that. But I, I, mean, I know, I as a witch, I have to make that distinction. No, good. Uh, but it's it's the ignorance and fear. I can't expect everyone to take up that cause and use the word and try to reclaim the way the word queer was reclaimed. Mm. And I don't expect anyone else to. If people, I have ultimate respect. If people want to call themselves light workers and that's their term or their definition. Uh, to let people know that's all they work with. That's their energy. It's right. only light. Uh, a lot of witches work with light and dark energies. And dark energies, really, we don't need the binary of good and bad here. Right. Uh, dark energies can be uh, very visceral. It can be death. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be acknowledging ancestors. Some people would say that lighting a candle and saying hello or my ancestor there is necromancy and evil (laughs) you know because after you die you go to heaven and anything else so really it depends where you fall on that spectrum of your own belief Mm. too and i try to just get people not to be so judgmental but perhaps use more discernment or discretion and not just follow a binary of good and bad because that just doesn't work no and i think because we were all most of us raised with some form of organized religion. We're really yeah. looking for that. Tell me how to do the thing. Tell me what's good. Tell me what's bad. Tell me how to be good at blank thing. Exactly. And I think we all, that's why people are starting to be interested in witchcraft, going back to how we started this conversation, is that I think we're all starting to figure out that that doesn't, that's not really how life works. Right. Like, Which you can is- laugh at a funeral. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. You know, yeah. it's... Especially as comedians, which we do. Yes. Um, but I, I, that's why I find it so odd when we've, and this, this is not um, 
most people who we most people who we approach this podcast with are super gung ho yeah, and ready to learn. Yeah, most people are into it. Um, but there have been one or two examples of people who inherently regard it as a dark word, and I don't. And I mean, you are absolutely the expert on this, but I don't think there is anything wrong with um, a acknowledging that maybe the darkness within the word was thrust upon it based on a bunch of historical shit regarding um, <clears throat> men hating us. But another thing being that it's okay to acknowledge the darkness in the world because there it's there and that's okay. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, honestly, there are a lot of places in the world. We are very fortunate. You want to talk about privilege. We are, oh yeah. We are in North America. We're talking about witchcraft in Canada. That's exactly <laughs> right. And even North America, it's, yeah. we're very fortunate. You know, there are, are uh, countries where using the word witch or even people thinking you are will get you a death sentence instantly. Of course. So we have to be very cognizant, at least I am, and very sensitive to the fact that that word is, uh, has a whole different connotation for somebody mm -hmm. who may have come from a place where that could mean that you're, you're, you're dead mm -hmm. and that it That's is inherently evil. So I do keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't force people like, listen, if you don't want to call me that because you're uncomfortable and you think it's a, an evil word, you can, you can call me Sam. I don't actually <laughs> care what you call me. That's okay. That's, that's mm -hmm. fine. But I just want to acknowledge that and, and give my respect to people who have come out of cultures where they're, you know, really restricted in the use of that word because of what could happen. Right. Mm -hmm. I think oh, I think that's a really good point to acknowledge where people may have come from and their history with the word itself. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. Yeah, and I think the worst thing that's ever happened to me out of the, having this interest is that people were like, "Oh, she's weird." Like that's the worst thing. But and I, that's an awesome thing. Yeah, I which, love when people I'm like, think we're weird. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just like I'm not ordinary. <laughs> Goodness. Well, then you're not invited to my party. Yeah, you can't come to Witch Hanukkah. You can't come to Witch Hanukkah, man. But god. I have read books like uh, there's Phyllis Curat who writes about her path toward witchcraft mm -hmm. and people thought she worshipped the devil. Like, she was dating people when she first uh, became interested in this, and she was like, all right, I'm going to say it. I'm a witch. And was... People were frightened of her based on the... the like, like, people, they they yeah. were. They were. It's a good point. And we had Phyllis Curat come to Witchfest oh last year. Cool. She signed her book, <gasps> and I had a chance to go out and have a chat with her over uh, lunch. And That's so cool! We had a, we had a really nice discussion because... Uh, we felt very much on the same uh, page, very <laughs> literally, uh, about how people instantly jump to those kind of conclusions. And, uh, you know, I don't consider myself in, in her league as far as uh, expertise in her um, area. She was uh, speaking to so many people. She's written books. She's lectured. And uh, she's a lawyer, for God's sake. For the love of you know, God. Like, she, yeah. she did the most incredible <laughs> lawyering. Let's all back about, off. You know, justice and speaking about rights. So, And she brings that to the craft. And yet people would still think that that she would worship the devil. Mm -hmm. And I know that, that feeling, too. So we certainly had a good chat about, um, you know, there will always be people who instantly... Um, make assumptions about you right. without asking or getting to know you. That that happens to, you know, just about everyone who isn't like a mainstream uh, white middle class person. <laughs> assumptions are made. Absolutely. And uh, we just have to, 
you know, do our best to, within Witchfest, the festival, to, mm-hmm. to share such diversity that people understand it's a very complex and diverse community. Yeah. Actually, I want to I want to hop back to Witchfest because um, we're gonna we're gonna spend more time there. But um, we're good for time. Sorry, you can <laughs> Melanie cut this out. <laughs> so back to Witchfest. Um, uh, you you mentioned it, this is it's entering its third year. How did it even begin? What, what did this how did what did this look like in its first year? Wow. Well, it lived in my head for 10 years. Of course okay. it would. You know, <laughs> as most things do. As most things do. Although a lot of people see me as quite um, impulsive mm-hmm. and just saying, I'm doing it. It's <laughs> happening. That, that is not a reality. Uh, I think these things over and over again and wonder how, look at funding, how to approach it, who right. can I speak to. And I just left it on the back burner due to many uh, personal issues I was dealing with and um, the art I was creating. And I thought, it's time will come. And a couple of years ago, uh, there was an article about Section 365 of the Canadian Criminal Code being revisited and potentially stricken from the code, and thank goodness, which states that pretending uh, to be a witch or pretending to procure, uh, you know, uh, fortune telling or or being a diviner, I suppose, was illegal. Wow. So and, I did and not people, know that. Yeah, and people will tell me, oh no, no, but it's not being a witch is illegal. It's pretending. Wow. I said, yes, I understand that. <laughs> uh, you know, talk about splitting the smallest hair you could possibly find. <laughs> you know, I I get the letter of the oh law. Oh my god! Can you I, imagine if that came out you for know? any other religion? Right? That would Absolutely. be insane. Like, you know, what are you complaining about? <laughs> uh, you know, oh it's like you babies. That's you insane. Know? Sorry, carry on. No, it's okay. So I I just thought, well, yeah, but look what that is telling us it's putting us in a precarious position obviously right. of people always accusing us of pretending, pretending. Yeah. to read tarot and tell you something i'm not pretending to mm. be away so who's going to distinguish that like who's going to make that assessment for me right no we've deemed monica's not actually pretending she's full <laughs> fully fledged delusional witch well then so, we're talking you know, about actual witch trials happening yeah, this again. is literally right. Right. So really Sorry, you're, you're in the wrong court yes. which trials next door <laughs> sorry there's like four right. different ones happening this week <laughs> you know and i thought wait a minute you know this is how long it's taking it has to go through i believe you know i'm i'm certainly no expert in in parliamentary procedures but i believe it'll go through three readings yeah. um to be amended or stricken and um that's that's a really good thing and i went wow i said this this takes the weight off of it looking like a scam Right. Personally, I feel that it, uh, and I do know that it was started to, you know, or it was created to stop people from being fraud. Right. You yeah. know, perpetrating fraud on unsuspecting people. I won't even go a little further because we could get into a huge diatribe about yeah. Romani people, of which I am part, oh. uh, and saying that, you know, if you come from a gypsy stock, you are surely scamming people. So, you know, there are a there lot There was of, quotes around gypsy stock yeah, just for their Absolutely <laughs> big air quotes because I prefer the term Romani. Of course. Which, by the way, has nothing to do with being Romanian. Please stop that, people. Oh. Um, <laughs> Guys, there's so many words you're using I, wrong. I, I know. It just hurts my, my brain. That's but okay, I thought, learning. you know, to celebrate that, I'm going to throw a party. And so I thought, well, you know, a weekend just doesn't seem adequate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I will post that on my Facebook page. 
hell no one's going to look at it anyway you know last thing i threw i think may have had five people go maybe so <laughs> I thought, no big deal this seems pretty harmless but god i would love this festival to occur and be huge and i was shocked when i said which fest north this festival is happening and uh people all of a sudden it just blew up it went crazy oh wow. and i went wow okay well you know what then we have to make the thing and i can put a couple of dollars into renting uh, a few venues i will ask some retail locations if they would be so kind as to share their space right. i will find out who's already holding things that could be part of it like so it was a great opportunity to reach out and meet these people who said oh well we do something witchy in art cafe and you're going Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So let's all be part of Witchfest North then, if you like, and you get to retain your autonomy. This isn't a giant, I'm going to absorb you. That's ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> no, no, I don't have the time to absorb you, please. You know, retain your autonomy, do your own thing, but let's join forces and say we're all here for the month. Yeah. We're all present for the month. Um, whether you identify as a witch or not, because we have lots of venues that are just witch friendly. And they say, yeah, you know what? We stand by you because you're trying to, you know, build a community and a presence. Right. Uh, because as we know, unless you have community, you're very vulnerable to attack. Uh-huh. Uh, verbally and otherwise. Absolutely. And uh, that's so amazing. You you made a net, you made a community. I mean, the community was there in, in these in these kind of separate threads. And through Witchfest, you kind of con connected them all into this network. Which is so amazing. Well, thank you. I'm trying. There's, I've got a lot to learn and a lot to go, but I have to thank all of the, the volunteers who spend countless hours helping me because they believe in this vision. Mm -hmm. And they really feel that it's bringing back to them so they're willing to put in all these hours. And I am so fortunate to work with this great group of right. uh, people that I'm now considering extended family. They've just gone above and beyond. I, there's no way I could do it without them. And going into the third year, it's, it's getting uh, tighter. It's getting better every year. And uh, more people are finding us who connect. And those who first year may be, they were just curious uh, and wanted to see, you know, judge us and see if we were up to speed with their expectations. A lot mm -hmm. of them have fallen by the wayside, right. which I am very thankful. Absolutely. Because the people who are coming out are being so supportive. And I want to mention, we also started, I start because I wasn't busy enough, a little <laughs> thing called CATS, which is the Coffee and Tarot Society. What? So, Stop it. This is so you. <laughs> Melanie, this is your home. I'm into it. <laughs> We're finding a bunch of cafes and coffee shops around Toronto who want to be part of this and who are willing to have uh, a tarot reader in their space for a couple of hours and uh, offer readings. And right now, the venue will get a little bit of that money and the reader will keep most of that money. I'm not asking for anything right now. This is sort of a pilot project. Nice. And if it actually works, I would ask for a minimal membership from readers to keep it functioning. And so we can create a community of professional tarot readers who go out into spaces and offer readings and talk about what works and what doesn't work for us, uh, what we charge. It's not a standardized industry, so I feel that community is even more important. Right, especially, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. We should get, we should talk to Riz. Yes. We talk to Riz about that. We had a lovely tarot reader um, as one of our first guests who was unbelievable. I've met Riz. Oh, then I was just, I was just saying, I was like, 
She knows her Riz. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. This is dumb. <laughs> we adore Riz. Riz comes up in conversation in every every podcast we record. Truly all like... of them. <laughs> because it's just because we're such big Riz fans. Have we mentioned we're in love have, with Riz? Have we mentioned we love Riz? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, could be a t-shirt. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're going to start doing merch and that's going to be one of them. Have we mentioned we love Riz? <laughs> I ordered one of their sweaters actually. It's gonna be it's oh. gonna be coming soon. Hell no, nah. I'm making a t shirt that says Jew Witch. Yeah. It's, I'm making a series of t shirts that are Jew Witch. <laughs> oh, go for it. My fam's gonna be so confused. Um <laughs> And Amazing. that'll give you all something to talk about over the high holidays. You know what? Thank you. And they are coming up. Shout out to my Jewish listeners. <laughs> Happy Rosh Hashanah. Um, amazing. I'm trying to edit this out. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we've missed. Yeah. Is there anything Is there that anything you that... would like to plug? Uh, I know you make tarot cards and you mentioned you have a deck coming out. Oh, Is yes. Is that something we should plug before we yes. wrap up? Yeah. Tell us about it. They're right. She here. has them in her hand. Oh <laughs> my god! I love the I love the drawings, man. Oh my god! Sorry, we should describe them to listeners because no one can see us. Um, okay, it's a hand drawing. It's a pen it, and ink style. Is that what that is? Yes. It says it's, yeah. they're called House of Shadows. Yes, that's correct. Oh this is the god. third edition, and it's a Lenormand style oracle deck. Oh. And Lenormand, for those who don't know, is very similar to um, tarot in that you can use it um, for readings to see how things are going but it's very different in that there are generally 36 cards in the deck and you do something called the grand tableau which is put out all 36 cards and you read them then by proximity or position uh within that spread as opposed to uh, the classic say celtic cross that people use in tarot right i've been a tarot reader for about mm, 40 years or so uh, and uh, that doesn't make me necessarily a good reader, but uh, I certainly have experience with the symbolism and the decks. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to create a Lenormand Oracle uh, a couple of years ago because um, I'm an artist and I love archetypes. I love semiotics and symbols. Mm-hmm. And uh, I noticed with Lenormand decks, uh, for instance, there might be the symbol of a heart. There isn't any kind of um, situational... Um, or action attached to it. It's just a heart. So I thought, you know, I'm going to bend the rules like I usually do. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to create little people interacting or little creatures interacting with those symbols. And being kind of a distant relative of Wednesday Adams, I just have that creepy drawing Ah. style I enjoy so much. That (laughs) pen and ink. (laughs) We talk a lot about also Wednesday Adams. She is my, she's my, she's my alter ego. Um, I, the art on these, I am absolutely obsessed with. I love it. Um, did you say, who did, who did you get to do the art? Was that? That's me. That's you? Yeah, I'm an artist. This is your art? I'm a professional artist. You said, (laughs) you said artist and I was like, yeah, in my brain, but now I'm like. No, I'm actually, I'm actually an artist who decided to create a festival and who, you know, you know, learned how to teach part-time at a university. Uh, it's. Art is and graphic designer my my professions oh, my wow. first professions that's kind of morphed uh, because I've written as well and um, it's it's kind of developed over the years but making an oracle deck to me was the ultimate integration of my art my spirituality my graphic design skills oh. uh, and I just I just and what I know about cardamancy. So I just put it all together and went, okay, this is my dream job. I am making oracle cards. And fortunately, I um, have a tarot deck coming out in the spring of 2020. 
It's called the uh, Shadowland Tarot. And that was a full-on, like, 200-page book. Oh, it's wow. 78 pen and ink with color illustrations. So that was that was quite the undertaking, and it'll be out in spring. So I don't know. I've just found a space that I'm so thrilled with. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, the, the art is just beautiful. It's like Gorgeous. whimsical series of unfortunate events meets, like, <laughs> Yes. gothic cartoon i love it that's just oh, that's you. my aesthetic i'm gonna where so where can we find your art online as well yeah i have a website uh it's it's my name it's www.monicabodierski.com and uh there's there's a shop uh section on there and you can it's an integrated shopping cart so you can just order through the site Wonderful. i also take my decks to uh different conferences where i do readings with them um, I uh, am a professional tarot reader as well. I spend a lot of time giving people readings. <laughs> um, and so the deck comes up. And um, you'll be able to find me in the deck in Witchfest North 2 at a table. Cool. Wonderful. So we are definitely going to find you at Witchfest. <laughs> yes. That would be great. Wonderful. We will. Is that, shall we wrap? Yeah, I what believe that's everything. Unless there's anything you feel like it's imperative that, that, we, that we missed. That we should say. We'll edit around this. <laughs> I say that every four seconds when I'm like just talking about logistics. <laughs> this is the part where people truly tune out when I talk about logistics that no one cares about. Um, I think the fact that Mayor Tory is giving us a welcome and greeting letter for the third year in a row is just so amazing. What? That's great. Sorry, Mayor Tory is giving you a welcome greeting letter for Witch Fest? Yes, it's an arts and culture festival in Toronto. How and, sick is Mayor Tory? And, right? Cool. And Tourism Toronto is distributing our brochures at uh, Tourism Toronto kiosks. How is our what mayor? What a time we live in. Like That's here, amazing. obviously, where we have this privilege, which we talked about. But it's like, I can't fathom that in high school, when I was in high school years ago, that it, it would have been something very in the corners. So the fact that it's something that anyone can access and find out about and is going to be distributed that wi that widely, Ugh. that's very wonderful. How is our I think it's so wonderful awesome. too because I'm very much into accessibility. Mm -hmm. But I will have to tell you that there, no doubt, there are many people who can't stand the fact that it's becoming mainstream. Oh, yeah. and they can and it's shove it. <laughs> yeah. They can shove it. They can go to another you know, corner there's, where there's other exactly. shit going on. There's a lot hide, of things happening. They can hide with their own new made-up practice. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Go back into your little box and watch weird Netflix stuff reaffirming what you already believe. Right. Never come out of your parents' basement and hang uh, out with your slide pizza under the door. Exactly. <laughs> we don't need you and you clearly don't need us and that's honestly fine. And you won't oh. have fun at Witchfest. So. And honestly you won't have fun at Witchfest. And Witchfest is happening. All throughout October, it looks like the first event's happening October 1st. Is that October correct? 1st is the soft opening. I'm holding it in Cedarvale Park. It's, oh, a, it's a circle. October 3rd is the official oh, the real street opening. party opening uh, College in Palmerston at Wonderworks. Mm -hmm. And the closing is on October 31st, which is Samhain. Uh, it is a Samhain celebration ritual and a closing ceremony for Witch Fest. And we're walking from uh, the Grange Park. Uh, behind the AGO by OCAD over with our giant Witchfest North banner. We have a witch walk every year oh, if you'd like to amazing. join it. Oh, that's amazing. And we go to the labyrinth at the back of the Eaton Center and we hold a closing ceremony and celebration. Oh my God, there are mm. so many things I need to go to. We need to go to we the witchy go. film night because they're doing a practical magic screening. <sighs> I love at the that Eyesore movie. Cinema. Please come <laughs> oh out. We gosh. have a discussion too about witches and women and portrayal in film 
And, uh, you know, we get some really interesting discussions going. That is just an annual fave of ours is Practical Magic. I love the spot where pop culture and intelligent conversations meet. And you can take these, like, it's a a rom-com at the end of the day. Absolutely. It's it's a fun little romp. But there's so much that you can take from it and discuss about how they ultimately, the love relationship in that movie is the sisters, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And it's all about their lineage. So you can have an intelligent conversation around some fun little love story you just watched. Absolutely. Again, it's about accessibility. Pop Mm culture is a safe point of entry for a lot of people who feel intimidated by uh, the intelligentsia involved with witchcraft. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what you need to know. So it is a very easy uh, point of access. Wonderful. And lest we forget before mentioning the October 17th Toronto Witches Ball. Yes. That yes. is happening at Lula Lounge, I didn't realize. The Lula Lounge. The perfect location the perfect, for I a witch ball. I worked hard oh to get in there God. just because of the gorgeous decor. Oh, it's stunning. You know, I'm helping, uh, you know, uh, the bar uh, with a couple of uh-huh. spooky drinks. <gasps> yes. uh, there was a black, uh, you know, charcoal drink mix last year. I have four outfits in mind thing. and we're going to have to decide You on have one. to come out. <laughs> the, the acts involved, too. We have Mimi Obonsawin, who is a, an indigenous uh, folk singer. We have Divine, uh, who does these most beautiful soul songs. And uh, then we have Daddy, who is a drag king, uh, doing some witchy number. And uh, the MC is Raven S. Claw, the most um, incredible uh, drag queen. Oh my gosh, there's so much to do. This is everything we like. These are all the things we like. Event. Oh my god. Okay. Tickets are available online, by the way, on the Facebook page. So. $15 $15 for advanced tickets and 20 at the door for the ball. So you also need to book your table for dinner to make sure that you have dinner and the show. Ooh. We should do that. And that's an incredibly reasonable price. Absolutely. As someone who lives and wants to go to events in Toronto and, and often like can. $70 yeah. to see one thing. Yeah, that's um, incredible. That's wonderful. And so please check out Witchfest on Facebook, on their website. Check out Monica's website that we've already mentioned and buy that merch because I'm gonna... Yeah, because I'm gonna. Because <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna be there. Let's listen to them. Oh, they know. <laughs> well, yes, Monica. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Oh, you're very welcome. And craft. You know, thank you for talking to me. I appreciate it very much. Oh, this is cool. lovely. <laughs> I like it here. Yeah. Oh my god. Stay all day. I know. We didn't even talk about this. Um. <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.